Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. celebrate an important feast in our lives as families. We celebrate the feast of the Holy Family. While we reflect on the life of the Holy Family of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, it is important to also align our own human families alongside with the family of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. But it is important to understand that this idea of family right from Abraham is being echoed when God promised a reward for Abraham. And we hear how the issue of the blame game started. How Abraham accused God for not giving him an heir. So even if he gives him such a blessing, such reward, after him, who will take over? Who will enjoy the benefits of those rewards? Who will be the head to take over? And we hear how God in his mercy and love who remains faithful to his promise? Who keeps his covenant forever? He said to Abraham, Don't worry. Leave that to me. I will handle it. I know the best way to handle it. But be sure that I will bless you. And if we look at from that chapter 15, to chapters 21, 22, uh, chapters 20, 21, up to 22, where finally Sarah had to give birth to Isaac, and Isaac grew up, and his life was demanded yet by the same God, but Abraham never gave up. He remained firm in his faith. And that is why in the second reading, we hear how Hebrews outlines to us the favors, the blessings of being faithful to God. Because if we remain faithful to God, of course, blessings shall be our portion. Blessings shall surely flow. It is by faith, brothers and sisters, that Abraham was blessed by God. Not just by a son, even at, at, at his own age, but he was blessed to be the father of all nations. And today, whether Muslims, Christians, or whatever, we hold Abraham as our father in faith. 
That's the blessing. And of course, scientifically, it cannot be proved that at that age, Abraham and Sarah, of course, will have one and will have a child. No way. And that is why to Sarah, it was even a thing of laughter. How well can? It's just like after the mass, I will look and, uh, at uh, one of our ladies here and say, hey, as maybe as young she may be, 80, 90 years old, I'll say, hey, by this time next year, you'll have a baby girl. You know, she'll begin to, is our priest okay? <laughs> you know, is father okay? Is he, is he thinking well? How can at this my age, I'll be having a baby? How? How can it happen? But brothers and sisters, with God, all things are possible. And we see how possible it became to Sarah. At her age, God still blessed Abraham with a child. So, but this holy family, brothers and sisters, manifested itself thoroughly in the small city of Nazareth, where Joseph, Mary, and Jesus lived and they nursed their baby child, Jesus, in that small city. Today we hear how in the gospel, bearing in mind the traditions of the people, the traditions of the land, and the law of God that demanded of every family in the land, Joseph had to take his wife Mary and his son Jesus to the temple for Mary to do her usual and normal purification for every woman born or given or blessed with a child. When we look at Leviticus, especially chapter 12, chapter 12 verse 1 to 6, you have that clearly outlined. Every woman after childbirth must undergo purification. At least the first is for seven days, if it is a male child. And then after seven days, you have the eighth day, the naming ceremony, and then the woman has to take another 33 days making the total of 40 days for that period of purification. And at the end of that purification, either a ram or a turtle dough for the poor ones must be sacrificed. And so also, if it is a female, of course, the woman is expected to take 14 days 14 days of purification. Then after the 14 days, 60, another 66 days she has to take in order to have herself purified, worthy enough to enter the temple and worship God. So Joseph was fully aware of this tradition. He was fully aware of this law. And also, the law also stays in Exodus chapter 13 verse 1 to 8. 
every first male child that opens the womb of his mother must be consecrated to God. So he was fully aware of all these laws and all these traditions. And because he was a man of obedience, what happened? He followed the law. He followed the law. And he obeyed by bringing his family to fulfill these laws. The law of the purification and the law of the consecration. The question is, as we celebrate this holy family of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, what can we learn from this family? Brothers and sisters, there are a lot of lessons to take home. If only we can make the holy family to be the paradigm of our own family, of course. Brothers and sisters, some of the evils that take place in our families will never take place. They will never take place. Our families must be a faithful family. We can't afford to live like faithless people. We can't afford to live in this wicked world, this sinful and evil society, as if we don't believe in God. We cannot afford. Or else, our family will collapse. Our family will be destroyed. Because we see what is happening in our society today. The family has become the target of every evil in our society today. And if we don't rise up and defend our families, brothers and sisters, we are leading ourselves to total domination. Let your family be the light that should shine and every family will look up to that light. We must form our family as a prayerful family. It's not enough for us to gather the children and put them in the car and say, hey, let's go to church. It's not enough. Yes, it's good to bring the children to the church. It's good to come to the church as a family. But after the church, what happens back at home? Do we find time to pray together as a family? Or everybody to your tent or Israel? We must be together. We must be united. We must pray together. Because brothers and sisters, a prayerful family is always a powerful family. And a prayerless family is always a powerless family where the devil can easily break through and destroy that family. How ready are you to make your family a prayerful family? A lot of things are happening to our children. How ready are we to, to make our children be founded in that faith so that the evil outside, the forces outside, where our children go and meet those forces, they can never succeed. They can never conquer our children. There are a lot of us today are crying because our children are lost. Not that they are gone anywhere, but they are lost in the society. They are gone. We can't, they can't even understand 
what is God? They can't even understand who is God in their lives because you never made any effort to help them understand God while they were growing. This was what Joseph and Mary did. They brought the child Jesus before God to consecrate the child Jesus. For us to learn as an example. Our families must be, must be seen as a united family. With the coming of science and technology and all these technologies we have at home, the gadgets we have, they are gradually destroying most of the families today. I am not saying those things are bad. They are good. But they are only bad when we don't know how to use them the right way that they should help us to grow. I have been in a restaurant. I won't tell you where. But I have been in a restaurant. I was waiting for my meal. And a couple just arrived. And they sat down just by my side. I watched them with keen interest. Do you know what? The first 10 minutes, they sat down waiting for the uh, steward to come and ask them. Both were busy on their phone. The wife, she was busy chatting or playing whatever game I don't understand. The man was also on his phone. 10 minutes passed, no word between the two of them. I was watching. My food came and then the steward came and asked them what would they eat. They ordered whatever they wanted to eat. And after about another 10-15 minutes, they were still busy on their phones. Silence. Dead silence between a couple. Tell me, brothers and sisters, at that point in time, the devil can penetrate the heart and mind of that couple and destroy them. One more, if, if we parents can behave that way, that we find it difficult to put all those gadgets aside and have this one-on-one touch, one-on-one conversation, what happened then to our children who are 247 on those gadgets? You think that your children sleep? Some of them, they don't sleep in the middle of the night. Oh, Junior, go and sleep. It's time to sleep. Yes, ma'am. They go and sleep. You think that they are sleeping? They are just waiting for you to sleep. As soon as you start snoring, they wake up. And they begin to chat with their friends. Middle of the night. We must, we must wake up, brothers and sisters. It's no longer the old game we know. The society is so fast. It's moving so fast. And if we don't wake up, tomorrow we'll find our family being destroyed. Because what we are seeing happening in our society today is to destroy the family. And once the family is destroyed, brothers and sisters, there is no any moral voice in the society again. Where will you have the children who will tell you, Oh, mom, dad, I want to be a priest. Or I want to be a nun. Where will you have them? Because 
their minds have been polluted. Their minds have been poisoned about God. Our families must be seen as family that we are happy, we are loving and caring. We must put every individual aspect of our lives aside and put the goal of the family forward. Let the goal of the family, the common good of the family, be the center of our life. Today we have a lot of broken families. It's not because we are not ready to reconcile, but because we decide to put our own personal interest first before the interest of the family. And most often, who are the ones who suffer? The children. The children. Yes, brothers and sisters, it is a society that we must work it is a society that we must pursue the dollar. Because if you don't, you will have a family without anything on the table. Yes, we need to pursue the dollar, but we must have to be conscious of the fact that the primary aim of our survival is not money. Money is not everything. And that is why the Bible tells us, seek ye the kingdom of heaven first and every other thing will be given unto you. The father is busy walking outside there just to get something to bring back to the table so that the family can have something to eat and enjoy life. The mother is outside there walking too far just to get something to bring to the table so that the family can have a quality life. Good! But what quality life? If you keep on walking and walking and walking, leaving the children back at home into the hands of a society that do not care about your family. A society do not care about the morality of your family. You are leaving your children at the mercy of those who do not value what you believe in. And they form your children. Tell me why your children today will not look at you straight to your face and give you a dirty slap and say, to hell with you, you are not my father. Or to hell with you, you are not my mother. Because you have failed in your duty. We must make effort, brothers and sisters, to protect the family. We have a duty to protect the family. And children, go and read Sirach chapter seven, it's chapter 3, verse 7 to the rest of that chapter. It assures us any child who obeys his or, his or her mother or father, that child will live long. That child will be blessed. That child, his sins or her sins will be forgiven. And I want to believe any serious child will surely want to live long. Every serious child will surely want to be blessed. Every serious child will want his or her sins to be forgiven. How then can you afford to disobey your parents? Who told you outside there that you can disobey your parents? Can you change your parents? Can you go to Walmart and, and say, hey, please, I have parents for sale. Who will buy them? I want to change my parents. Can you, as a child, 
change your father or change your mother? God has given your parents divine roles to bring you forth into this world. So whether you like it or not, they are your parents. Whether you, 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 you love them or you hate them, they remain your parents. You cannot claim somebody's parents and say that's your parents. If at all you do, it's only maybe adopted parents or foster parents who adopted you. But not your biological parents. So children, for our family to grow stronger, for our family to scale through all these evils of our society, we must learn to listen to our parents. We must learn to obey our parents. God says this in the commandment, the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother. God didn't say disobey your father and disobey your mother. But you must respect them, you must honor them, you must obey them. So what reason have you as a child to raise your voice against your mother? What reason have you as a child to raise your voice against your father? Because somebody outside there is telling you it's the right thing to do. It is wrong. If you have to live long, you must learn to obey your parents. If you want God to be happy with you, to bless you, to forgive your sins, and make you prosperous in this life, learn to, to obey. Because it is out of obedience, brothers and sisters, that today Abraham is the father of all nations. Let us pray that God will grant us the grace to open our eyes of faith, to understand how much our families need God to be the center of our life so that day in, day out, we will continue to tell our families in the way of the Lord and according to the dictates of the Lord so that our families will continue to grow from holiness to holiness, from strength to strength, and every day we'll continue to work together as a family united in that faith and love of Christ, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.